Welcome to the Pop Goes the Culture podcast for Friday, June the 26th. We are coming to you from our separate homes across Southwest Missouri. My name is Joey Mills, and joining me today, I've got Curtis, Dustin, and Kenny will be joining us a little bit later on. And we are a bunch of fans, artists, creators, critics from the Midwest talking entertainment, pop culture, taking your comments and whatever. We've got a great show for you this week. Thanks for joining us. Thank you to those who are joining us on the cast channel, the Pop Goes the Culture cast channel. Feel free to type your comments into the uh, comments section there, and we'll read them all for sure, and we just might bring them up on the air. Let me get those people going. Hey, casters, saying hi to those folks. Before we jump into the headlines... What have you guys been up to in the last week or so? Did you guys watch, listen to, read, play, do anything uh, interesting or exciting in the last week or so? Um, I've just been enjoying my uh, record player. Yeah. I've just been Star- buying the shit out of records. I'm just staring at it. Yep. Hypnotically as it goes in circles. Yeah, well, I mean, and listening to because it came with a nice pair of headphones, too. Yeah. So... It, yeah, what what just, records did you get? Uh, I have so many now. I'm up to 20. Ooh, nice. Wow. Yeah. What are you Moving up in, in the world. Do you store them in, like, in a crate like the old days, or do you have some? Um, I, have them, I just have them in like, uh, kind of like what the storage boxes for comic books, like the cardboard. Mm-hmm. Oh, nice. I have one of those. Cool. I had I a just, couple. I just bought a cheap one. Yeah. I had a couple of milk crates for a couple of years, and now I've got an actual vinyl box, which I got for Christmas, which is cool. Nice. Very cool. Before well, we jump in, I'll t- let's tell it here. Curtis, what, are you, what have you been doing? What have you been up to? What's been I, uh, I watched uh, the Impractical Jokers movie. Nice. How was nice. it? I, uh, yeah. I, I enjoyed it quite a bit. Um, I will say I think any average episode of the TV show will probably make you laugh more. Yeah. Because this is a movie and it's shot like, right. You know, there's, there's the storyline that goes through. And so it's like them interacting. I mean, they're themselves, but they're also kind of in a world where they're acting as well. Yeah, it, it is. It is very funny though. So if you guys get a chance, check it out. That's cool. That was always my concern. And whenever something like that, a show like that goes to a movie, it's kind of like, you know, you know, whether it's that or like a jackass or something, it's kind of like that's hard yeah. to recapture what you get on TV yeah. on a, on a in a film. There's the the stunts that they do are pretty great. So great. I shouldn't say stunts the the pranks and the stuff pu- that yeah. they have the punishments. Yeah, <laughs> the punishments. Yeah, they're uh, they're pretty great. They're pretty solid. They kind of help make the movie. So right nice. on. I'll have to check that out. Uh, let's see what I've done. I watched the season two premiere of Nosferatu on AMC. That's I love the first season, so second season off to a good start. 
Um, and then I had a whole bunch of disappointments with uh, movies and TV and stuff. So rather than uh, crap all over those, <laughs> well, I, you know, there, there's a theory of you know, hey, let's not dump on crap all over everything that's not good that we don't like because maybe that'll be somebody's you know thing. Maybe it's their jam. Uh, plus, you know, you don't ever want to get a reputation of just shitting all over everything, but. At the same time, <laughs> I had to turn off one movie uh, that I had uh, th- that I was renting because uh, we still do. We yeah, we stream Netflix. But we also still get the DVDs too because there's some things you just can't get. And with right. every, with everything going on yeah. in the world right now, it's like you know, let's just keep that going for a while. So I got a movie on uh, DVD, so you know, fairly recent release. And halfway through, I was just, I had to turn it off. I was like, Jesus Christ. Maybe that's for somebody, but I'm not the, clearly not the target audience for that. You got You gonna leave a hint as to what it may have been? Uh, yeah, we can talk about it offline. <laughs> but yeah, <laughs> okay. it was. It was. It was. Uh, it's one of those that you know. I hadn't heard a bad thing about it. I just hadn't heard much good about it either, and uh, I can see why it did not perform very well at the box office. Okay, and then. Uh, we we had a, a producer reach out to us like, hey, why don't you check out this streaming series that's new, that's out there. I produced it. We're real proud of it. Why don't you guys check it out? The first episode's available. Check it out and see what you think. So Kenny and I both tried to watch it, and he, he managed to power through it, I think, just out of either boredom or just force of will. I was done after three minutes. <laughs> right. And I was like, well, wow. maybe maybe because he saw it first. He's like, man, I don't know about this after he watched it. And I was like, well, maybe it, maybe we're not the target audience. I was like, so I was like, you know, maybe it might be something that skews younger. Why don't you have your son and his son's nineteen, twenty, something like that? I was like, why don't you have him watch it and see if that's kind of if he can if he gets something out of it that you don't? So he said his son lasted ten minutes, and then uh, he's like, turn it off, dad. And then he spent like another. <laughs> then he spent ten minutes. His son spent ten minutes telling him everything that was wrong with it. He's like, this is just shit, dad. So I tried, I, I tried it, and I only got three minutes. And at three minutes, I was like, "Oh Jesus, no!" So, so that yeah. happened to me. Challenge accepted. Ago. Yeah, yeah. You got one of those. Somebody reached out, was like, yeah. "Hey, check this movie out. Tell us what you think. We'd love to do an interview." I, I, I made it thirty minutes, and there was an hour left. I'm like, I, "I'm not gonna. No, I can't." Yeah. So I turned it off. I even message you. I'm like, I don't think I can do a review of this. I can't even finish it. And you're like, don't worry about it. Yeah, that's oh, that's the same with this one. It's like, we can do interviews. I'm like, I really don't think you want us to interview you right now because, I mean, it's. I get that you've completed something and you're proud of it and you don't want to get it out in front of the world and you'd like to get some feedback and kind of build some word of mouth, but, you know. No, <laughs> it just wasn't. No, not not this. Not this. Maybe the next project. You know, I'm proud of you for putting something out there, but whew, no, we're not going to talk about it. So yeah, I'm not going to talk. About it. We can talk about it offline if you want, but yeah, I'm not. We're not going to shit on somebody's work because nobody sets out to make a bad movie or TV show, right? Like it just I'm, sort of happens. Yeah, it's like just there's a series of circumstances that occur, and it's you know, it just it is what it is. And so, like I said, I don't want to shit on somebody's work because you know the next one might be better i hope so it can't be any worse so <laughs> well let us know what you have been watching reading listening to playing doing whatever um hit us up 
with your one-minute review. Leave a recorded message on the hotline at 417-986-7842. We'd love to include your one-minute review in a future episode like we did with Tara's last week. What's up, Kenny? We are not very far into this thing. We've just been talking about what we've been doing, what we've been watching and seeing and playing and listening to. And I uh, told the guys that I didn't mention any names, but I told them I had a movie and I had a TV streaming episode that uh, I had to stop both (laughs) before I could complete them. But you powered through the TV episode. So again, without naming names, kind of tell us, tell us, first of all, how you summoned the, uh, the fortitude to get through that entire episode. I, you know, I, you know me, I am the person that will give everything a chance. And I am the person that I want to love everything, you know, and uh, especially if it was, you know, suggested to us. And I, so, you know, you get a minute or two in, you're like, eh, okay, graphics are pretty <laughs> shoddy. Am, you know, <laughs> yeah, not good at all. And, you're like, okay. And so I kept giving it another minute and another minute. <laughs> you did and that about 33 times. <laughs> yes. And so I even, not only that, but I was like, okay, maybe this is just a generational thing. Like mm-hmm. maybe I don't get it because I'm a little older. So I got my 20 year old. He sat down and after 10 minutes, he was like, Dad, I cannot do it anymore. And I was like, I understand. So he stood up, and what I thought was him leaving was him just standing up so he could spend the same amount of time complaining about everything he had just saw. That's awesome. That's when you know you got a winner on your hands when you can get that kind of response from the audience, right? The, the thing that I, got, I at least got out of it is – I can now say when somebody's like, I have seen the worst piece of crap, I can be like, no, 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 no. <laughs> and I can one-up them. <laughs> you, you can recommend this one. Yes. Check this one out. See what you think. Yeah. I, I Like I said, I got three minutes in. You managed to get, you know, uh, <laughs> Odin got 10. You got through the whole thing. But we're not going to shit on somebody else's work. But. That was, no, no. I was telling the guys until I I'm, until I'm behind a camera and I'm right. doing something, I have no right to criticize anyone else. Yep. So Curtis, but I don't so so we can get Curtis to watch it and be like, "Oh no, guys, no, no." Uh, <laughs> I was telling I'm the list names. Well, yeah, I was. Uh, I told the guys. <laughs> I told the guys too. I had a movie that I know you enjoyed that I only got halfway through. So we can talk about it offline. But uh, I had I had some disappointments this week. <laughs> so here are the stories we've been watching this week. We got a lot of stories this week. Seems like it's picking up a little bit. The news cycle, for some reason. Uh, first of all, actor Sir Ian Holmes passed away at the age of eighty-eight. Uh, of course, Holmes is a veteran of stage and screen, most notably a couple of big roles. He was the android Ash in the original Alien movie. Curtis, what are you doing there? You sound like an alien. And he um, was, yeah. <laughs> we're getting some feedback. And he was Bilbo Baggins in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. So not Martin Freeman in the Hobbit trilogy, but the old man Bilbo in the Lord of the Rings movies passed away age of 88, not COVID related. Just that I thought well, that out there. At least it wasn't COVID related. Yeah. I, um, 
when I first read that he died, the first scene that came to my mind was when he goes all sex nuts and tries to shove that porno down Sigourney Weaver's mouth and alien. Nice. And I was like, he'll, he'll be missed. <laughs> that's not the first thing I thought of, but all right, that's fine. But we all, you know, we all, we all have our touchstones in pop culture. Uh, also passing away this week at the age of 80 after a year-long battle with cancer was director Joel Schumacher. He wrote a bunch of films in the 70s, including the cult film Car Wash. He adapted the screenplay for what became 1978's The Wiz, starring uh, Michael Jackson. And he directed a number of films in the 80s, including St. Elmo's Fire, The Lost Boys, Flatliners, The Client, A Time to Kill... But most notably, he took over once Tim Burton left the Batman franchise. He directed both Batman Forever, which is not terrible, and Batman and Robin, which is which absolutely is terrible. fucking terrible. Which is terrible. Yeah, absolutely. Didn't he do um, Falling Down also? He did Falling Down as well, yes. I actually really liked that movie. Yeah. He was one of Hollywood's most vocal gay directors during a time when it was uh, a risky career move to be out uh, during you know the 70s and 80s during the AIDS epidemic. Uh, but he was unashamedly himself, and it, because you know he had the talent and he was a good guy, he he powered through, and you know studios continued to work with him because they didn't care that he was gay because a lot of Hollywood is. He just happened to be yeah. out. I think of his films, though. I think The Lost Boys is my, certainly my favorite. It's one of my top five films, anyway. So, oh yeah. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel's taking a vacation from hosting his late night talk show. Starting July the sixth, celebrity guests will rotate as hosts while Kimmel takes a little time off. Oh, and by the way, right before he announced this. Kimmel has come under fire recently for renewed focus on episodes of The Man Show, where he appeared in blackface, plus, you know, the whole girls jumping on trampolines thing, and episodes of his late night talk show where he dismissed accusations of sexual misconduct against Megan Fox, who was 15 at the time when she was targeted by director Michael Bay. So Jimmy's uh, taking a little vacation Oh, and by the way, uh, folks are calling for the end of his show because of his uh, past insensitivities towards racial relations and sexual assault cases. Of course they are. I don't know another late night host that has, they've been trying to get off of the air as much as him, man. It seems like every couple of years, some group is trying to get rid of that guy. Yeah, he does. He does a lot of political talk, I think, as part of it. But at the same time, he also has all those skeletons not hidden very well yeah. in his closet, too. So, I mean, the yeah, man show is what it is. I'm, you can't excuse blackface. That's one thing. But like, right. the man show was what it was. It was the man show. And their staple was women on trampolines. I'm not saying that that's something that should be made today by any means. But it was sort of, a, I don't know, it was a different time and people sort of just looked the other way when shit like that came on. Yeah. And so kind of just let people like, I guess Jimmy Kimmel and whoever was Adam, Adam Carolla. Carolla. Yeah. They just yeah. kind of went for it. You know, <laughs> although after those two left, it didn't get any better when Joe Rogan was the host of the man show either. <laughs> I was just thinking, yeah, Joe Rogan did it too. Yeah. Yeah. Not that he's yeah, you know, cool. the most woke guy anyway, but, Adam Carolla doesn't seem to get as much heat from being on the man show as, but I guess you said like, or like you said, 
you know, the other one does the political stuff a lot. Right. So maybe that keeps them in the pieces pan in the fire a little longer. <laughs> I was going to say, what are they going to take away from Adam Carolla? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> What's the guy doing yeah. now? Uh, what is he doing? He doing like <laughs> I think he's got a podcast. Yeah, he's he's the same as us. We are on the same playing field at the same level as Adam Carolla right now. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, and Joe Rogan. <laughs> Fuck that guy too. We're on the same level as him. Any one of us could have been a former host of the Man Show based on our current successes. Right. I mean, I think Joe Rogan just got a multi-million multi million deal. Multi. Yeah. 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 We could only hope for that. Yeah. There's still time. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Speaking of, Scrubs creator and executive producer Bill Lawrence has asked Hulu to remove episodes of that series that included white characters in blackface as well. The series had three such episodes uh, on their Fake Doctors Real Friends podcast. Actors Zach Braff and Donald Faison suggested that maybe some of the series' humor doesn't hold up well to modern sensibilities, including some of their humor based on race, uh, misogyny, toxic masculinity. Uh, again, it's, it's, it's hard to judge a show today based on what it was when it aired. You know, we've talked about MASH, you know, at being a, a perfect example of a show that everybody considers one of the greatest. But if you go back and watch some of that humor today, uh, certainly wouldn't hold up if the show was being made today. There's actually an episode of MASH where uh, a racist um, soldier that they were operating on didn't want, you know, the wrong kind of blood. And then they fucked with him and they basically painted him up black to like fuck with him, basically. I mean, it was had a good kind of social commentary to it, but like, hey, don't be fucking ignorant. Right. But I can see someone calling that out. Well, MASH had a lot of racial uh, stereotypes from, you know, (laughs) hiring Japanese actors to play Koreans. And I mean, there's a lot of things going on. Um, But it, it, it points to it's hard to, you know, we talk about there's a couple of things that are hard to do. It's hard to separate the performer from the performance sometimes. You know, a, a shitty person can put out great art at, on occasions, and it's hard to separate those. And it's hard to judge something that's created today based on today's standards and not on the standards of you know the time and place and cultural context in which it was created. It's those are two things that are, you know, that are hard for us to do a lot of times. I, you know, it's for me when I see like the Scrubs one, uh, I'm kind of going back every once in a while and watching an episode here and there. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I don't guess I even pay attention to that just because it's when it's done maliciously and to, you know, degrade somebody is when I, sen- I tend to notice that stuff. Right. And that's just me. That's not anybody else's opinion on this show or anything. But, uh, so I don't, I guess if it's it, it, by no means here in 2020, is it okay to do that kind of stuff? Right. Like we're talking about, but you know, it's just, I feel bad for a lot of the shows. Cause I don't think they meant it, you know, like scrubs. I mean, you know, it, I don't think they've ever meant anything to ever hurt anybody's feelings, you know? Right. But Seems even, like even with, even with Scrubs, I mean, blackface wasn't cool in 2000, 
three either or whenever the show was yeah. made, you know, so there were, yeah, chances, you know, risks were taken and, you know, maybe it, maybe it didn't bite them in the ass at the time, but now they're, yeah. now they're saying, well, you know what, let's just, let's just not even, and, and it's, it's there, it's, you know, it's on the executive producers in the guy that created the show is like, you know what, maybe it's best if we just pull those, not because anybody has complained about it or anything else. He's just like, you know, I'm not proud of that. So let's pull those out yeah. of there. Why not? They're, they're, if I remember a lot of them, they weren't like integral to the plot or anything. <laughs> no, so no. They won't be missed. Yeah. Actresses Jenny Slate and Kristen Bell are both quitting animated series where they voiced mixed race characters. Slate has voiced the character Missy on the Netflix animated series Big Mouth, while Kristen Bell has voiced the character Molly on the Apple TV series Central Park. Both address the fact that they felt that their respective characters should be voiced by black or mixed race actresses. So they're again not not anybody protesting, not anybody trying to cancel anybody, but the two actresses in question have both said, you know, this this doesn't sit right. We should not be taking these jobs. These jobs should go to people who look like and sound like the characters should look and sound. So how long have they been playing those parts? Well, I think you know? both both of those shows are only a season or two, maybe at this point. So I think Big Mouth's got a couple of them. Has it? Maybe it, has. it could be fun. Yeah, I don't know. I don't yeah, watch. Yeah, don't Big, watch either Big one. Mouth has three seasons. Really? I didn't realize it was that far. Yeah. Long. Yep. Well, I I only say that because, like, I know there's a lot of actors and actresses that, like, if the part is for, uh, if the character in there is supposed to be gay, they really advocate to like, I know I'm up for the part, but I would really prefer an actual gay actor. Right to play this part, you know, and so I'm just kind of thinking maybe they should have not taken the part in the first place. And yeah, that's kinda, that's kind of where they're at. They're both kind of in positions yeah. where they're like, you know, somebody's going to look at this and they're going to realize I should not be doing this. I should have taken this. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe it was a fun thing that they didn't really think about at the time, but it's I just know there's so many people out there that are like i don't take these parts because i am not that minority i'm not that whatever so right. and they've been doing it for years before it was trendy to do so you know so i just i hope a, this kind of opens up a lot of people's eyes and maybe makes them go you know what no you should really get so and so because they are you know of that nationality or whatever so yeah eh, hopefully We'll find out. We'll see what the the fallout is. Yeah. It's been a rough week. It's been a tough time to be a fan of damn near anything this week as multiple reports have surfaced online and uh, in in journalist, you know, magazines, newspapers, uh, particularly reports of sexual harassment, assault and abuse have cropped up, highlighting the need for sweeping systemic changes, not just in film and television, which we've talked about a little bit in the last few weeks, but uh, also in the live comedy circuit, uh, video game development, comic book industry. Um you know, it just seems like it's been a rough, rough. It's been a rough time for women to uh, be working for and trying to get into industries that are primarily male-driven, uh, or where the guys are the gatekeepers or the power at the top. Uh, 
part of the problem with these is, you know, especially in like video games and comics is that convention scene. Um, you know, people are expected to go to the bar after the work days over to the, after the convention's over. And that's where, you know, guys start drinking and start acting like assholes. And uh, Twitch has banned a number of their streamers who are uh, speaking, you know, hate speech, racism, talking about sexual abuse and stuff. So um, it, it's it's not a good time to be a fan of just about anything right now. You know, our poll questions about when, when are you going back to a Comic Con? And now it's kind of like, well, the question was, when do you feel safe going to a Comic Con? And based on a lot of the stories that are coming out in the last few weeks, it's going to be awfully hard to feel, you know, it's, it's, especially if you're a woman or if you're an underage, you know, if you're a girl, and let's call it what it is. If you're a little girl, you know, if you're underage and you're being uh, a, approached and assaulted by some of these skeevy guys, it's, I, I don't know, it, it's a whole new uh, twist on that poll question based on some of the stuff that's come out in the last week or so. Oh, yeah. I mean, I know I, I was talking about this with my wife. I, I tend to forget because I am a white male in a predominantly white area. And again, I'm a male. And so a lot of these things I forget, I don't forget, you know, that they're out there. It's just when you don't see racism in your face every day, when you don't see sexism in your face every day, because I was raised to respect women. I respect my wife. I respect my daughter. I respect everybody in my life that's a female, I respect everybody that is a different color than me or whatever. And so when these things come to light, I'm like, oh my gosh, you know, and I, I wasn't stupid in the fact of like, I thought it was over, you know, or anything like that. It's just, I'm glad the platform with all this Black Lives Matter and everything has started this whole trend of for them and for women and everything. And we can get some of the bad people out and make it a better place for everybody. So yeah, I think it's, it's similar to the black lives matter protests where they're not protesting, Hey, fire the bad police officers. They're saying we need to recreate the system. And that's what a yeah. lot of these stories are. It's like, Hey, the comic book industry needs to, be shaken up because you know the way it's working currently is that if women aren't exchanging sexual favors then they're not getting through the door or they're not getting the jobs that they're looking for um there were some stories reports um talking about you know people who are you know kind of laughing it off but there there are recordings of people that are on podcast you know talking about how the only way a female comedian gets on stage is if she gives him a blowjob at the door, you know, stuff like that. So, I mean, it's, yeah. it, it's, it's entire, it's from the ground up. The whole systems have to be changed so that um, there aren't those opportunities for people to, to use their, what pool they have in their industry to try and harass and abuse and assault other people. Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. I just, I, I guess I associate that stuff with like my grandparents era and even my you know mom's era. I, I guess I was kind of foolish in a little bit to think that we had taken care of that stuff. Like we treat each other better in our generation. And clearly we've got a little, well, a lot further to go. So yeah, hopefully these steps will get us on our journey. Yeah. 
The movie theater chain, not the TV channel, AMC has reversed course on their decision to require patrons to wear masks. The chain originally said it was not going to require patrons to wear masks when its theaters opened around the country on July 15th because, quote, it did not want to be drawn into a political controversy. (laughs) Apparently, wearing a mask is political. Instead... The movie theater chain was caught in a public health and safety controversy with AMC offering the following lame statement after catching hell for their initial decision. Quote, with the full support of our scientific advisors, I didn't know the movie theater chain had scientific (laughs) advisors, but we are reversing course and changing our guest mask policy. As we reopen theaters, we will now require that all AMC guests nationwide wear masks as they enter and enjoy movies at our theaters. The speed with which AMC moved to revise our mask policies is a reflection of our commitment to the safety and health of our guests. Don't throw yep. don't throw your shoulder out, patting yourself on the back for moving from a shitty policy to the right decision after your customers called you out on your shit. They are they are certainly uh, proud of themselves for uh, for catching hell and then changing it up. Well, I just hope they post some pictures of their scientific wing. Yeah, the science branch, the Q branch yeah. of AMC theaters. <laughs> Yeah, AMC's division of science and technology. Yeah, <laughs> just like a group of random homeless people that they put in <laughs> doctor uniforms. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> At this point, that would have. I don't know that they could have got a bunch of homeless people to be like, "No, don't make them wear masks." <laughs> I think they would have known better than that. <laughs> I know. I think we need to ask Jen if the Alamo's got a, a science, science panel. <laughs> we should investigate this more. See if we can get them no. on the show. They don't have the science panel. They they just have common sense. Oh, there you go. Yeah, because they've always said we're just making everybody mask up. Yeah. Yep. Disneyland has backed off of its plans to reopen in California and Florida after a huge surge in coronavirus cases. The parks were scheduled to reopen July 17th. That's been scrapped. No new timetable has been given for reopening. Yeah, it's hard to reopen when uh, wow. when they're shutting down the states that you're planning to reopen in. I, I didn't realize they were going to try to open as early as July. <laughs> yeah, they uh, they decided that that's probably not going to work. And in an effort to divert attention away from that shitty plan, Disney has announced that Splash Mountain will be retooled with a Princess and the Frog theme. Boy, weren't we just talking about this a couple weeks ago? <laughs> the current the current version is based on the so racist Disney would rather not release it on home video at all. Song of the South movie. Disney says that now Disney says the plan has been in the discussion phase for over a year now, and it's not related to recent comments made about the problematic theme of the ride to which I'm calling bullshit. I'm going to say that they're doing this simply because they have been caught uh, with some of that old racist stuff in the building. And now they got to change it up and get it out of there. Right. I'm so ready for that planet of the apes theme park. Yeah, you know, I don't know if they've listened to the entire episode or if they just listened to us talking about it. So uh, we'll see what happens. I'm, I'm not going to count on it. Uh, yeah. Not well, yet. I hope you get some royalties out of that thing if it does happen. Yeah, no shit. Clearly, somebody's a fan of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. So shout out to you, <laughs> Disney, Disney Parks Imagineer. 
another story we followed up on uh, based on you know earlier reports. It wasn't just one WWE Performance Center trainee who tested positive for the coronavirus. Oh, no. This week is being reported that somewhere in the neighborhood of two dozen WWE staff members and in-ring performers have tested positive. At this time, only a few have come forward to reveal and announce their positive diagnosis. Among them, host Renee Young, whose WWE backstage was suddenly retooled away from being a weekly show on Fox Sports 1 this week. So, uh, yeah, WWE is trying to keep it quiet exactly how bad it is, but they have said no more fans and friends and family at the tapings, and they're trying to figure out when they can safely actually tape some future shows because right now... Uh, everybody's a suspect. Everybody's potentially sick because of how many people actually have tested positive. So that's what yeah, that's what happens that's, when you don't shut your sport down. A couple of black guys this week. Yeah, going <laughs> back to the whole sexual assault things, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's why all other television and film production and all other sports have shut down because of this very thing. So, yep. Well, that's what arrogance gets you. Yeah. You know, and money. I mean, they paid the yeah. state of Florida to say they're an essential business. So we'll find out how essential yeah, they I are wonder. when they when they can't actually do anything. Yeah, that's what I wonder. With all the cases hitting it, I wonder if they're going to have to be forced to review that decision if it, they're essential or not. Then maybe so. I think we might be in a situation pretty soon in Florida where they're not going to have to worry about that decision because everything's going to be shut down at the rate they're going. Cases spiking all the time. And it's official in the closing moments of the multi-part documentary Undertaker, The Last Ride. Mark Calloway announced his retirement from professional wrestling. The Undertaker debuted at Survivor Series back in November of 1990. That announcement capped 30 years with the WWE, ending with the Boneyard match at this year's WrestleMania 36. What are the odds that he actually stays retired? He'll get bored. Well, He'll come back. Yeah. Yeah, because well, didn't you retire before? I think two or three or 12 times. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> yeah. Well, he even did a recent interview like this week where he's like, you know, but hey, if Vince ever needs me for anything, all he's got to do is call. So <laughs> All he's got to do is uh, open the checkbook. and. Yeah, exactly. I, I hope he stays retired because his last few matches – Man, I, I hate for people to be like, oh, that's The Undertaker. I don't understand the hype because yeah. they were terrible. So I, I wish he never did none of those. And But, oh, well, money. Yep, money talks. Yep. And uh, I don't know if you guys saw this. Comedian D.L. Hughley collapsed mid-set at a comedy club in Nashville. He was taking yeah. the he was taken to the hospital, and Hughley, of course, part of it is you get tested for coronavirus when you go to the hospital. And, of course, he tested positive. His collapse is being chalked up to the virus plus dehydration and exhaustion, be it on the road, trying to do a comedy tour while fighting the COVID. Uh, he will remain in quarantine for 14 days after he was released from the hospital. So... Again, this is why you don't go on tour right now. Wow. I wonder how many people he was in contact while he was symptomatic. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how many people are showing up to a live comedy show right now, but apparently some people did. 
Yeah, holy cow. Well, hopefully he'll be all right. I think I would hold off on going to a comedy club just because they typically, you know, it's not like he was in a stadium, you know, where there's a lot yeah. of room between you and the audience. Comedy clubs tend to yeah. not be very ventilated very well and pretty, sm- you know, sh- small, <laughs> confined. I don't know. Not clean. Yeah. <laughs> dirty. Yeah. Yeah. I've tried to stay away from comedy clubs <laughs> in general. <laughs> yeah. No shit. Yeah. As before the pandemic. Yep. The SpongeBob movie, Sponge on the Run, will skip movie theaters. Uh oh. And be available on video on demand. The movie was supposed to be released in May. It was pushed back to August 7th, and it's currently set for a 2021 release. It'll be video on demand for a short time, and then it's going to go to the CBS All Access because Paramount, which owns Nickelodeon, also owns CBS. Not the first film to abandon an August release date. Remember, Wonder Woman 84 slid all the way back to October. There's questions and rumors that Tenant, which has already dropped back a few weeks here and there, may drop out of July altogether. So as of right now, Tenant on July 70, uh, July 70, July 31st, <laughs> July 77th, and uh and Mulan the week before on July 24th are the only two films opening in July. We're seeing a lot of, uh, you know, even seeing August films starting to drop back even further now. So I don't know if those July films are actually going to make it out in July or not. Yeah, gosh. I mean, I, I can't imagine myself going to a movie theater right. this year for sure. No. So, I, I mean, yeah. they, they got it. They need to be realistic and just. Put it off another year. I mean, no one's going to forget about Wonder Woman or anything like that. Let's promote it next year. Yeah, I don't know about going to a movie theater just because, you know, like like even the Alamo. Alamo had a good policy in place. You know, you got to be masked unless you're eating or drinking. But that's part of it is you're eating and drinking in the theater. And there's no airflow because they got to shut the doors, you know, for the sound and Boy, I don't know. I, don't, I can't. I can't. I can't see any movie on the immediate horizon where I'm like, "Fuck it, I'm going to risk you know my lungs collapsing to go see that movie in the theaters." I just. Yeah. I, I don't know. Well, even like if they showed me everything how they clean, yeah, I would still be probably bringing cleaning supplies <laughs> and just wiping it all down again. And I don't know that know, I could. Then- I don't know that I could enjoy a movie like if somebody, you know, behind you, three rows behind you starts coughing in the middle of the movie. You know, yeah. that, you're not going to enjoy the movie. You're going to be thinking, fuck, is that going to be patient zero? Are we all going to end up with the COVID or. I know. Cause I do that anyways. Like if somebody's <laughs> coughing, I'm like, is that motherfucker sick? Yeah. Like, is he going to make me sick? It's like, God dang it. Now you got to worry if you're going to get Corona from the person. So yeah, that's, yeah. that's a lot to think about. Yeah, I'm sure we'll talk about that more as we get closer to actual movie theaters reopening. The Golden Globes have been postponed. Originally, the awards show would have aired the first week of January, talking about the best of 2020. <laughs> Unfortunately, there's not it's a short list for 2020. So instead, they will be held on February the 28th, 2021, which is the date the Oscars were originally going to be held before they moved back to April. So the Golden Globes moving into the Oscar spot 
again, don't know what the fuck they're going to talk about. At least the Golden Globes, they talk TV a little bit, too. And there has been some television this year, as opposed to no movies at all in 2020. And the winner is Ruby Rose, for some reason. <laughs> because because we had to either give it to her or one of these other three people. If you had a show released in 2020, you are eligible for an award. Yeah, you know, there's got to be some people like, oh, my God, this is going to be my year. Oh, yeah. Fuck yeah, we got it in January. Hells yes. <laughs> Under the wire. Microsoft, Microsoft's uh, streaming service Mixer is shutting down on July the 22nd. Last August, Microsoft made waves when they decided to go big to promote Mixer, their streaming service. They signed popular you know, video game streamer Ninja to an exclusive contract, followed by another streamer, Shroud, in October. Both have accepted buyouts of their contracts, leaving them free to stream wherever they choose. Likely, they'll go back to Twitch, although apparently Facebook is said to be in the mix. They're trying to get their streaming service some big, you know, some big names. Ninja is reported to have made around $30 million on Microsoft's Mixer platform since August of last year. What am I doing with my life? (laughs) Shroud around $10 million since last October. That's insane. These guys are playing video games and making more money than they can possibly spend. I I read an interview with Ninja once, and he was even saying, he's like, I just give most of my money away because I can't do anything with it. Like I, I, there's nothing else I can do, so I give it to charities. I, I just you know pick a local charity and make their day because I can't spend this money. Wow, that's pretty cool. Yeah, but it's also really fucked up <laughs> that you know yeah. you're giving these guys this kind of money to play video games. I think this is the perfect time to announce the pop goes the culture <laughs> charity fund. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so if uh, anybody if ninja shroud if you're listening we could certainly uh expand the podcast maybe get rid of uh, curtis's echo <laughs> with 30 million dollars we'd find a way to get rid of that <laughs> we talked about this last week go ahead no no that, i was going to say something but it, go ahead no go ahead you got something to say say it no it really wasn't that important <laughs> okay was, my, my mouth ran too much today anyway so <laughs> We talked about this last week. Cobra Kai is moving. They will actually stream Cobra Kai on Netflix after it leaves YouTube. The first two seasons of Cobra Kai and the new third season will stream later in 2020. They did not give a date yet, but good news for everybody that was wanting to see it, but didn't feel like shelling out money to YouTube to watch it. Uh, You can catch it on Netflix later on this year. I already have it in my queue. Is it available to put in your queue already? Yes, it uh, was available Monday or Tuesday. Nice. So So, hopefully we'll get a season three announcement pretty soon. Yeah, I got a notification of something you might like. I was like, hell yeah, (laughs) Will. I like the first two seasons. Exactly. Yeah, show's much better than it has any right to be. Oh, you're not lying. Well, I hope it gets... This is a way for them to get more eyes on it. Right. And then, you know, if they keep putting out, you know, what they've done in one and two into three and then maybe four and five, who knows? So that's really, I'm really happy for them. That's the big thing. Is it, it, it was already well liked by the people who watched it. This is just a way that not just not very many people watched it because you already kind of had to be in the bag before you were going to shell out money to YouTube to watch that show. So. 
this yeah. will this will give us more eyes and give us a better idea of what the real the lay person the average fan thinks of Cobra Kai. I thought it was great, but oh yeah, got that first season alone. I must have watched five times. I loved it. Yeah, and that's not hard to do because it goes by real fast. Exactly. <laughs> They're short episodes, and it, it's good. Curtis doesn't have, have either of you guys watched uh, Cobra Kai at all. I haven't. You've not? No, I have not. Oh, uh, well, you guys are going to enjoy it. Let us know when it's released because uh, we definitely, you guys will want to check it out and let us know what you think. Okay. Yeah, I'll get a notification. Let me know. Usually I get a notification a couple days before it's released. So I'll let you guys know. Absolutely. Well, I have to watch the first two seasons. Uh, to- probably. But like I said, it goes, there's only, what, is there eight or 10 episodes? I want to say there's only eight episodes per season. Yes, and they're like they're they're short. They're like twenty minutes because it's made for like if you they were to sell it to a network that they could make it a thirty minute episode. Oh, okay, so, so they got you. Yeah, it's between like twenty two and twenty four minutes per episode, and they go real fucking fast. You get to the end, you're like, damn it, that's it. I want more. And it and it's not one of those things of do I have to watch it? You'll want to watch it. Yeah. I mean, they, they hook you from the first episode and you'll want more. Yeah. And if you even have a passing familiarity with the movie, you're fine. You don't have to go back and rewatch the movies or anything like that. So, yeah, just remember the crane kick and <laughs> that Johnny was an asshole. And uh, pretty much there you go. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> you're up to speed. <laughs> yep. Well, in spite of trying to fool people, People who were stuck ordering from a delivery service like Grubhub during the pandemic, Chuck E. Cheese has filed for bankruptcy. I guess people don't want to eat rat mascot pizza at the Kitty Casino as the numbers of infections surge around the U.S. Go figure. I can't imagine. Even after lying and calling it something else completely different, that wasn't enough to save the company. Yes, this is another prime example of a mercy killing. (laughs) Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) And finally, the big rumor of the week. We saved the best for last. The big rumor of the week is that Batman star Michael Keaton is in talks to reprise his role in DC's long in-development Flashpoint movie. Word is that Flashpoint is being scripted to do for the DC films what Crisis on Infinite Earths did for the DC TV shows, trying to tie them all together somehow. In fact, Ezra Miller appeared as The Flash on The Flash's episode of Crisis, uh, setting the stage for everything to be tied together across both television and film in some way. According to The Hollywood Reporter, Keaton's Batman is being set up in a role similar to how Nick Fury is used in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, meaning that he would appear in multiple films as part of the deal but wouldn't be the star of any of them. Before that, though, Michael Keaton will reprise his role from Spider-Man Homecoming in Sony's upcoming Morbius film. So he's dipping into the Marvel money. He's dipping into the Sony Marvel money. He's dipping into the DC money. Uh, Michael Keaton getting paid. Come on, show me what you got. (laughs) Exactly. Well, I mean, he's brings, like, I know I'll speak for just the Condor part of it. You know, I... I never liked that character. I hated you mean the that vul- character. Do you mean the vulture? Vulture, I'm sorry. Vulture. <laughs> sorry. That's all right. The condor. <laughs> Fuck the condor. <laughs> no, the vulture. Sorry, I was, I was reading something. That's all right. Um, but it was, uh, 
his what he did for that made me like that character. So, I mean, he's doing it right as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Any, I mean, does anybody? Do you? You guys are younger. Do you have any? Uh, you know, any uh, particular ties to, or you know, strong feelings about? Michael Keaton as Batman because like for Kitty and I, that was our Batman because that was the fucking event of the summer of 89. That yeah. was, um, that was, I was what? One years old, one year right. old when I, when that movie came out, but that was like my Batman from when from I, your youth from my youth, when I recognized who Batman was and actually remembered it. Then yeah, like, I don't know. I'm, I'm glad to see that he's coming back because I've always liked his Batman. He's always been one of my favorites, but at the same time, it's like, ah, how are they going to do this without fucking it up? Because, you know, I don't know. Part yeah. of me is just sort of split. Yeah, I can see that. Well, he's older now, too, and he can play that, you know, weathered, grizzled you know, veteran Batman. Yeah, I, I think he'll play that well. Yeah, didn't I read somewhere that they're also making the Schumacher Batman's non-canonical now? They, I'm sure they will do something with those films based on whatever they decide to do it with the Flashpoint movie. Whether those, you know, just just disappear from existence or whatever the case might be. However, they decide to uh, work it and word it. Um, but yeah, I, I mean. We'll see. Like like Kenny was saying, they've they've got an uphill battle anyway with that Flash movie because <laughs> if you're doing this now, that kind of makes me think you still don't have a script. Um, so, right. <laughs> and that thing's been in development for, let's see, Justice League came out in 2017, and I think that was going to be the next DC film that was going to be made. So it probably, you know, if Justice League was filmed in 16, and they were already talking Flash at that point, you know, this thing's been stuck in development hell for a good four years already. So we'll see. We'll, you know, we'll get that movie when we get that movie. And uh, at what point do you just be like, you know what? We're, we're not doing it. Let's move forward. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. We'll find out. Hey, Brandon, thanks for joining us. Uh, hey, thanks for letting me join. Absolutely. We're going to keep on rolling here in other news. A Florida woman filed a civil suit against her neighbor demanding a paternity test for the five goats that she purchased back in December. Reading this story, I get like this cheesy ass Montel Williams, Jerry Springer kind of vibe about figuring out who the father is of this goat. Maury Povich. Uh, let's see. The lawsuit filed by Chris Hedstrom demands that her neighbor, Heather Daner, either refund the $900 she paid for the five Nigerian dwarf goats that she purchased in December or provide a sample of DNA from the goats purported father to prove their lineage. Again, I'm hearing you are not the father. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Just a goat hopping around happy. Yeah, no shit. Uh, Hedstrom's lawsuit alleges she was under the impression that she would be able to register the goats with the American Dairy Goat Association. But apparently those fuckers have some strict rules. She says that uh, the owner, Daner, of Baxter Lane Farm in Odessa told her that the father of the goats was registered with the organization, but the group rejected her attempt to register the babies because Daner is not an active member. Uh-oh. 
the plot thickens. Hedstrom alleges that the association told her she would need to submit 40 hair follicles from the father goat to prove the lineage of the babies. So she sent Dana a letter requesting the DNA sample. Dana responded by offering to take the goats back and give Hedstrom a refund. Well, that's what she should have done. Just take the refund. Dana said Hedstrom has repeatedly trespassed on her property and she's called the police on her. She said the other woman sent her a message in March telling her not to contact her again. And that was the last she heard until the lawsuit was filed this month. Dana says she's due in court next month. She plans to represent herself because she doesn't want to spend any money on a lawyer. There you have it, guys. The well, now we're going to going to to court to find out who the father of the fucking goats is. Is this what it's come to? Apparently, <laughs> apparently, people are bored and they are uh, not at, so associating with other people in public, and so we've lost all sense number one and all sense of you know pers- what news perspe- is? Yeah, perspective. Um, <laughs> so. Yes. Even though I, 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 that was a funny line, but in all honesty, we'll hear we'll hear news stories. We've heard news stories like this before the pandemic. We'll oh, yeah. hear we'll hear news stories like this long after pan, long after the pandemic. I really think that rather than taking this to court and spending that kind of money, you could probably get one of these guys to like let you bring the goats on their show and do an episode on the goat baby daddy thing i think that they could actually get paid as opposed to having to pay a lawyer and pay court fees to figure this shit out yeah based on some of the stuff i see on the television at you know two and three in the afternoon well if she's smart she needs to get out of the goat game <laughs> yeah soon. yeah well so let's Go ahead. I'm learning a lot about goats lately because uh, <laughs> okay my wife knows someone that like breeds goats and like knows a bunch about them. and I guess there's like a disease that's going around in the goat community that like, <laughs> the, if the, you're one the goat vid what the goat vid uh, yeah, I, yeah it kind of is <laughs> but like if one of your goats get it like you have to put all of them down yeah. like they will come out and make sure you put every one of them down so it's it's like a really serious disease right now so this lady better do her research and just give the ghost back to the lady, get her money back and walk away from this. Yeah. Well, let us know what you think. think. Drop some dollars, did you? <laughs> no, there you go. You pulled up out of the nosedive. Good job. <laughs> let us know what you think are the top stories each and every week. If we use your suggestion, we'll give you a shout out in an upcoming episode. Send us your suggestions on Facebook and Twitter. Just search for and follow us at PGTC podcast. Links to all that and more at popgoestheculture.com. Last week's pop quiz, we asked the question, when would you feel safe and comfortable going to a comic and pop culture convention? And based based on this week's news, whether it's COVID or, you know, societal upheaval or not getting fondled by a comic book professional, um, maybe these answers have changed. I don't know. In fourth place with zero votes, nobody said... It'll be a while, which we put out as like 2023 20, and beyond. More like long term. Like, I definitely plan to go, but it's going to take me a few years to get back there. Nobody voted for that. Huh. Tied for second place, each with 11% of the votes. We had as soon as possible. So, like 2020, 2021, 
And that was tied with never again. <laughs> so either either people are really wanting to go now or they don't ever plan to go back. Um, they tied for, for second place with that. Uh, but that was only 11% of the vote each. So in first place, overwhelmingly, was 78% of the votes was a year or more. So people looking at like 2021, 2022. So maybe next year. Certainly, you know, 2022, as things calm down, that was the overwhelming winner. So thanks to everybody who voted. We'll have another pop quiz for you just a little bit later on in the show, along with where you can vote in the pop quiz. So does that track kind of with the conversation, what we were talking about last week? Does that feel about right to you that, you know, maybe, maybe not this year, maybe, maybe not even next year, but sometime in the next couple of years, I plan to be going back. Does that feel right to you guys? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I think so. Okay. Yeah, that sounds sensible. Most cons I mean, keep canceling anyway till next year. So. <laughs> yeah, exactly. ASAP might be a year or more anyway, the way things are going. Yeah, Crypticon just canceled, which yep. I was really looking forward to that, but it's a, you know, I can wait. Well, and that's that's in Kansas City, and that was an August convention. So Planet Comic Con is still sitting tight on their August date in Kansas City. We'll see if they stick to that or not, or if that moves as well. I don't know. We'll find out. Coming up after the yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I was just I was gonna say yeah, I agree because you know it kind of tracks with what we were saying. You know, I was talking about you know like I kind of need to see that there's not any cases and there won't be any for a while, and that could be mid to late 2021. You know, maybe even hopefully not 2022, but it could be. And then like you were saying with a you know uh, getting a vaccine, which could be you know. Or at the earliest next year, right? And then once everybody has that, then they'll feel a little more confident getting out in twenty twenty one, you know, twenty twenty two. So yeah. I think it does. Yeah, it feels like people are making the right call to just kind of hold off. So I think so. And also, in a way, depending on how your financial situation is, because what I've learned, I enjoy the con. Well, I've only been to Planet Comic Con, <laughs> but it's a money pit, right? And Depending on your financial situation, it's time to it's time to save more for the next time you get to go, as opposed to trying to rush rush into it. Yeah, there's a lot of folks that are still financially uh, strapped from this pandemic, so yeah, it it, yeah. You know, it makes more sense to hold off. I think for the vendors yeah. and for everybody else as well. No, I agree. I, yeah. it, it feels right. It feels like the folks voted about the way we were thinking. So it's good to know that we were we're we're, we're about right where the group is. So that's good. Well, coming up. Keep me away from the. Oh God, I'm sorry. Go God ahead. damn it, Kenny! No, go ahead. You guys, go ahead. Go ahead. No, I'm just gonna say, keep me away from the Funko Pop booth, and it's not too <laughs> the money. For me. Yeah, no doubt. <laughs> yeah. Can't walk out of a convention without thirty Funkos under your arms. Well, Fifteen. Yeah. Okay. Thirty. <laughs> coming up, we are going to be talking well, about. Well, I was going <laughs> to. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit and that's this week's show we hope you've enjoyed it no, just kidding we are going to take a quick break though I swear to god we are so we'll be back right after this hello friends my name is Jason A. Meiske I'm a thriller author and the host of the Sample Chapter Podcast I'd like to invite you to join me each week as I introduce you to authors from all over the world. Together we have a nice little chat before the guest author reads a sample chapter from one of their books. There's been sci-fi, westerns, 
romance, horror, thrillers, and even the weird. There's names you don't know, and for sure, several that you do. And with over 100 episodes so far, you're sure to find a new favorite book. So come on over and join us every Tuesday on the Sample Chapter Podcast. This weekend in pop culture, June 27th, that'd be Saturday, June 27th, 1949, the very first sci-fi television show premiered, and it was called, anybody remember, anybody watch this, any big fans of? The Adventures of Briscoe County Jr. No. Lost in Space? No. My Favorite Martian. Captain Video and his Video Rangers. Wasn't going to guess that one. I don't yeah, think I've ever heard like of that I was shit. Say that. No. That sounds like an 80s porno. <laughs> Captain Video and his Video <laughs> Rangers? Yeah. Well, just wait till the reboot. You yeah, exactly. Gonna be like in t- they're, getting, they're digging for IP. <laughs> so somebody's going to reboot Captain Video? I don't oh, know about for that. For sure. Speaking of reboots, June 27th, 1966, Dark Shadows premiered on ABC. You can actually watch the original Dark Shadows episodes on Hulu right now. Hulu. That show has been rebooted. It was rebooted once, like in the 90s, and then there was a Tim Burton movie. Which was awful. Yeah, the movie was shit, but Dark Shadows, the original show, it was like a black and white soap opera, but it was like full of like vampires and ghosts and shit like that. I don't know. It's kind of, I don't know. Might be worth going back and rewatching some of that. I don't know how well it holds up today. And June 27th, 1968, the Elvis Presley comeback special was filmed. That is the Elvis Presley in Hawaii, a little more, uh, filling out the suit a little more than he did when he was younger. A lot of TV dinners. <laughs> yeah. A, a lot of peanut butter and banana sandwiches. Yeah. And fried chicken. Yeah. And whatever else he get his hands on, apparently. June 28th. <laughs> June 28th, 1838, Queen Victoria was coronated in the United Kingdom. June 28th. Coronated? What uh, infection did he have? No, not, have? Not, not that. Not vaccinated. Not quarantined. Coronated. <laughs> <laughs> that she had a coronary infection? No, no. No? no, no. <laughs> well, she, she may have. I, I no? won't say she didn't because I could be wrong, but no. June 28th. June 28th, 1846. Adolf Sachs patented a musical instrument known as the saxophone. Wow. I'm glad this went somewhere else. (laughs) Yeah. Great great (laughs) instrument, unfortunate first name. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) June 28th, 1894, Labor Day became an official U.S. holiday. So there you go. I get double pay. There you go. June 28th. 1914, the Great War, as it was then known. We call it World War One. That began with the assassination of Austrian Archduke Franz Ferdinand in Syria. They made great music. No, not, not the band. Out. Not the band. <laughs> June 28th, 1964, Malcolm X formed the Organization of Afro-American Unity. A lot of shit started on uh, June 28th, apparently. 
Because June 28, 1969, the Stonewall Riots began in New York City, marking the start of the gay rights movement. A lot of shit happened on June 28, apparently, including June 28, 1997, Mike Tyson bit off of Vander Holyfield's ear in the third round of their heavyweight rematch, earning an immediate disqualification. Can't bite, I watched that live. Can't bite people's ears off, apparently, in the uh, no, boxing. No. Did, did any of you see that episode of Phineas and Ferb where uh, Evander, Holer, Hol, Evander Holyfield guest starred and they actually drew the bin off here? No, I yeah. haven't seen that. No, uh, it's pretty. It's it's just a funny little. De- they don't really mention it at all. Maybe they do, but it's just a funny little detail. The animators. Well, obviously that's part of his DNA makeup now, but it's just like it just kind of like detailed in there. It's just kind of funny. Nice. It'd be weird if he uh, had kids after that incident that for some reason because of his DNA makeup now they just have like part of an ear. I'm not sure that's how that works. <laughs> I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> Birthdays this weekend, June 27th, Saturday, fashion designer Vera Wang turns 71 years old. Have you seen photos of Vera Wang at 70 years old? No. Yeah. Holy shit. She looks like she could be like 24. Yeah. <laughs> she's yeah. amazing. Yeah. At I'm seven, look her up now. She, yeah. Look up Vera Wang. Yeah. yeah. She found Dick Clark's uh, fountain of youth. He was hiding in the yeah. back of his closet. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. She looks amazing. Yeah. But the thing with Dick Clark was once his stroke happened, all the age poured into him. <laughs> yeah. All at once. And I love Dick Clark. I'm saying that as a fan of Dick Clark, but that's what my dad would say. Like He was America's youngest, oldest teenager, and then once he had a stroke, man, did he look old. Yeah, that shit will age you in a hurry. <laughs> yeah. Well, wow. he, he showed Ryan Seacrest where it was at, so now he's taking <laughs> yeah. over the mantle. Ryan was just yeah. yeah taking it away from him. Yeah, so you found the picture of Vera Wang? Yeah. She's yeah. 70? She'll, know, be, right? she'll be 71 on Saturday. Yeah, no shit. Amazing. That's insane. Comic book writer Dan Jurgens turns 61 years old on Saturday. J.J. Abrams, Jar Jar Abrams, turns 54 years old on Saturday. Oh, I wonder if he gets that a lot, Jar Jar Abrams. Oh, I bet not. I bet that's the first time he's heard that, if he's listening to our show. (laughs) Actor Tobey Maguire turns 45 years old on Saturday. And actor Chandler Riggs, Carl, from The Walking Dead, turns 21 years old on Saturday. That'll make What's you feel he doing? old. Nothing. Huh. Not a damn thing. On what's that? I think he's just doing school right now. Yeah, I don't think he's doing any acting right now. On Sunday, June the twenty eighth, Mel Brooks turns ninety four years old. God bless the man. I am glad that we are all keeping clear of Mel Brooks during this pandemic. He and Betty White need to be holed up somewhere. Away from Carl the Reiner, the don't world. forget his friend Carl Reiner. And Carl Reiner, yeah. yes. Well, you know, I'm I'm staying away from him because all I'm doing is, you know, work, 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 work. Get it, <laughs> get it. Come on, come on, guys. Yeah, yes, from, yes. From the Mel Brooks movie. Yes, we got you. Uh, I'm dying today. I thought you were doing the Rihanna song, and I love Mel Brooks, so I don't know what you were doing there. It's from Blade. <laughs> yeah. Actress. in a while, but it's so good. Actress Kathy Bates turns 72 years old on Sunday. Harry's Law. That's one thing she was in, yes. <laughs> Mystery! I actually did like that. It's yeah. all just shouts she's been in. <laughs> 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 Titanic. 
Actor John Cusack turns 54 years old on Sunday. Edgar Allan Poe. <laughs> yeah, he yes, he did. Poe, yes, he did. He sure did. And Elon, <laughs> and Elon yes, Musk. Best work. Elon Musk turns 49 years old on Sunday. Happy birthday to the folks who are celebrating birthdays this weekend. Did you know Saturday, June the 27th, is Summer's Giving. Has anybody ever heard of this holiday before? What the fuck I is wish this? I hadn't. Created in 2009 and officially added a decade later, because that's the way it works, in 2019, Summer's Giving is the Saturday after the summer solstice, so that would be June 27th this year, when friends and family gather to celebrate the flavors of Thanksgiving in the summertime. So you're thinking like smoked turkey, barbecued sides, cranberry flavored alcoholic drinks, things like that. That is Summer's Giving, your official holiday for Saturday, June the 27th. That's like National Grilled Cheese Day or National Hug a Koala Day or something like that. Those would have more, uh, more validity, I think, than Summer's Giving would. That just sounds like something. Well, I, I, I actually heard you probably shouldn't hug a koala, but you get what I mean. Well, right now, you, yeah, if you hugged one, they'd probably not be happy because they've all got burn marks. <laughs> It'd probably be painful. Ouch. No shit. Burn. Just send them <laughs> to the John Oliver Koala Chlamydia Award. So this, this is a real we, thing. Did you guys not heard of that? No. No. No, it's a real thing. So, <laughs> so, uh, uh, John Oliver on last week tonight, he bought Russell Crowe's jockstrap at his divorce auction, and to repay the favor, because all the money from that auction went to, I think, um, I don't know if it went to Cherry or it went to him. It it went somewhere, but to repay the generosity, he J- Russell Crowe, uh, who knows the Irwin family down at the Australia Zoo. Of Steve Irwin fame, um, he had them name their Koala Committee Award the John Oliver Koala Committee Award as like a troll back. <laughs> That's funny. Chlamydia. Chlamydia is always funny. <laughs> Curtis, if we were to name an award for you, what what venereal disease would you like us to name it after? I don't. Honestly, you would just call it coitus. Curtis is coitus. I don't know. No, that's People not disease. Curtis. No, the Curtis is the, 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 Cur- the Curtis clap. I don't know. <laughs> Curtis clap. Curtis Curtis sounds clap. like a. I like that. Sounds like a toy. <laughs> let's see. You Dust- ever had the Curtis clap? I had that back in 2020. <laughs> Dustin, let's think of one with for Dustin. Search with a D. The hmm. is there a venereal disease? that starts with a D. I don't. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. I'm not going to spend the a dust, lot of time on this. I just, I'm just thinking. I got, I the Dustin, the Dustin drip. <laughs> okay, fair enough. <laughs> fair enough. To revisit those. Yeah, well, we'll have to come up with some of those. Hey, maybe that'll be our poll question for this week. <laughs> <laughs> wrong, wrong kind of poll. No, never mind. All right, the the real oh. topic for this week. So we have we are in the summertime, which means it is like. Game show season, award, you know, it, there's all kinds of these uh, different kinds of, and we're, we're struggling to find the right term to describe them. Like 
athletic, but not really an athletic so much. Um, physical challenges, I, but not necessarily really real physical. I don't know, but we're, we're oh okay. You got so, a you got a you got a, me an here, official so. classification. Yeah, yeah. So I I categorize a lot of those shows as activity game shows because you're not doing something here. I mean, you're doing something. You're not. Um, you're not at a you're podium. You're not or... playing a game. Right. You're not really. Um, answering questions you're doing something to achieve you're not watching drew carry sweat to death on a stage <laughs> yeah you're you're not you're you're like actually physically doing something to win and it's not like a game type of thing it's like an obstacle or a physical type of activity or even it can be a mentally based like um, a endurance activity. or willpower kind yeah, of, yeah yeah that type of thing so like um so, so some, and, and then I have a subset of that, which are just obstacle courses. Right. So, so, we're, so we're talking about things. I mean, right now, if you were to turn on the television on the particular nights they air, things like, um, the Titan games is certainly, you know, in that physical athletic competition, but then yeah. at the same time, you've also got something like Holy Moly, which is an athletic skill. I mean, golf is a sport, although it's, you know, yeah. that's not, I mean. Yes, you're golfing, but, but, that's but not the, the way point we do it. they do it with Holy Moly is it is an, a, more of an obstacle course based right. show as well. It's more wipeout um, than it is golf. Yeah, exactly. Um, and, but here's where I kind of get you on a technicality here: how I, being a lover of these types of, being a lover of this genre, uh, so Titan Games I don't consider it a game show. That is more of a reality competition because it's now it's not self-contained. It's it's overarching, lasts over a whole season. It's not like a thing where they have, they do have different contestants each episode, but they, but it's an overarching competition. Well, so, Holy Moly uh, does as well. Well, Holy Moly is it's self-contained, but then the winners come back to the end. It's not overarching, so it's not like it's not like they'll have a semifinals and a this and then a that. Right, which it's would have just, been more American, American Gladiator type. Well, the Titan yeah. games, they do come back at the end. Right, yeah. Yeah, but I think they have like also the semifinals and stuff like that. It's more tournament than just yeah this. tournament than 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 the, just the weekly self contained. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Um, and the first season was different anyway. Uh, yes, so it was. Holy Moly is a game show, and uh, Titan Games is a reality competition. How I define it. Well, Which for, is still a game show, but you don't yeah, mean. Yeah, for our purposes, we're gonna lump all this stuff together, and we're gonna ask what from the group. What is your favorite of these types of shows, competitions, whatever you want to call them? Like I said, it's hard to settle on a proper term for them until the uh, Television Academy decides what they're called in uh, in the awards season. Yeah. I guess we'll just kind of struggle through it. But um, so talk to us a little bit. Everybody kind of share what. Uh, are your favorites what you've been watching that uh you know it can be something that's current it can be something from the past but what are some of your favorites because we have a ton of them right now you know netflix has a few uh you know certainly the networks have a few uh, what are you guys what are the ones that you enjoy the most and whoever's got one just jump on in i love wipeout i'm a huge wipeout fan wipeout me too i love and it, and it's going to be rebooted they're rebooting it on TBS. Rebooting it, rebooting it how? I mean, no. is it, yeah, they're, they're like they're it. rebooting it how? Yeah, but they're I know 
I they're planning on shooting later this year. They're casting now. Uh, obviously, there these are tentative plans because of the time we live in. Right. Uh, but it's going to be on TBS. It's going to be a a different format. They're gonna they're planning on having new hosts. Uh, uh, which makes sense because they couldn't get John Anderson anyway. He's with ESPN and Disney uh, since it was originally on ABC. Uh, but there, it's going to be three rounds instead of four, and there's going to be like decision points along in different places depending on which course, which which round you're in. There's going to be like, do you want to take the easier route or the harder route? It may pay off. It may whatever that type of thing. Interesting. Nice. Okay. And so, yeah, I, I just love talking about it. So, and, uh, and yeah. I, I'll just submit my make it known hosts. I don't know who they are, but I, I, I think they should get Ernie Johnson and Charles Barkley from Inside the NBA on their sister network, TNT. Think they'd be perfect. Okay, move on. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. So we've got Wipeout as uh, one that Brandon submitted, and Curtis is kind of on board with that. Curtis, yeah. you have, is there any other show like this that you that that comes to mind? Um, I know Dakota has a problem with it. I really like American Ninja Warrior. Yeah, I think his problem was uh, <laughs> because he tried yeah. to do it and he found out it was harder yeah. than he thought it was going to be. Got, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they make it look easy. That does not look easy at all. No, no. <laughs> Okay, so American but that, Ninja Warrior, but, but Dakota's mind doesn't work out. Like, he's just like, <laughs> I can do yeah, that. American shit. Ninja Warrior, make it look sure. So I'm gonna. It's definitely one of those type of things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So I, I'm, I'm gonna drop the American just because Facebook or uh, Twitter won't let me put it all there. But we'll go Ninja yeah. Warrior, Wipeout, and Ninja Warrior are certainly right. two uh, activity athletic uh, type competitions. There's one that I watched when I was a kid. I'm sure everyone knows what I'm gonna say here it's, there's uh, two that i can think of but go ahead which one uh american gladiators okay there's yep. three then but yeah okay i, I love <laughs> gladiators american gladiators well, yeah. well, we're, we're almost going out of the you know we're sticking with the more athletic seems like it yeah. for this poll because then from there you could go to you know like stone cold's broken skull challenge and right you know Again, the Titan Games, and that was the one John Cena host. American Grit. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, are we going to go that route? We can. This? We can go any direction. It's wide anyway. open. Does Fear well, Factor fit in? Uh, I would say no, simply because uh, yeah, it's, no, because you're you're more at, um, tolerating something than actually doing right. something. Yeah, it's not as activity based. It's more. Lay in, lay in, yeah, lay in this box and we're going to drop, you know, whatever critters on your face or, you know. Yeah. Drop the intestines of a horse on you. <laughs> we're going to drop 40 goat hairs and have you <laughs> tell us who the baby daddy is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah, anybody see uh, that uh, SNL fake commercial from long ago? It's on the commercials DVD where it's Fear Factor Jr. No. No. It's hilarious. Eat your broccoli. No, 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 no. it's like it's like uh, this one's called Breakfast in Bed. Um, you have sixty seconds to eat all the maggots off the eggs, Benedict, or your parents are going to get a divorce. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh, man. We, uh, we're, we're purposely leaving out a lot of uh, foreign imports as well. A lot of the Japanese game shows, I don't think we're going to qualify well, dude, for this. I, yeah. No. So. Yeah, somebody, somebody was telling me there was a, a Japanese one where they got to get a, a hand job. And I like, think I have seen the video. Like somebody shared it. I'm like, what's this? And like, oh my God, no. Yeah. yeah. So here's what I'm thinking <laughs> in terms of this category. So we have two. So we have um, American Gladiators and Ninja Warrior, which are like two real athletic uh, challenges. Okay. Right. Wipeout. Anybody <clears throat> does wipeout. You know what I mean? Oh, yes. <laughs> Anybody and everybody. So, and the same so, with Holy Moly. Yeah. So I think we should put something in like Holy Moly, even though it's newer, something something that levels the playing field so people right. can choose an athletic show or a more everyman show. That's just my suggestion. So what would... so? We haven't heard from Dustin and Kenny, and you could pick anything because we're going to whittle this down to four. Um, but what are some of your favorites that might fit into some of this? Kenny, Dustin? Well, yeah, um, as far as favorites, I mean, we've talked about some of the ones I enjoyed. Uh, currently, I'm watching a couple. There's, I'm watching Ultimate Tag, right. and I'm watching The Floor is Lava. Right. How and, is Flora's Lava? I've yeah, heard it's really it's, good. <laughs> I haven't watched it, any, but... It's entertaining because, like, some of the things they jump on, you know, like, globe, like, they're supposed to be planets or rocks or something. That's one thing, but, like, they have them jumping on some other stuff, like Easter Island statues and rockets and stuff that, I mean, they're taking it hard <laughs> when they land. Or they're like catching the corner of a crate, or uh, I mean, there's some people, man, they're getting they're getting banged up. So <laughs> that of course makes it funny as hell to watch. So right, what's the yeah, uh, what's the commentary like? Is it pretty straight faced, or are they kind of loose? No, it, no, it is. It's I can't remember the uh, comedian that is hosting it. It's actually not a comedian. It's a uh, Rutledge Wood, who's a yeah, race car analyst. Yep. Is he really? Because he's funny <laughs> as shit. He, well, he has a great comedian. personality, and uh, and it's funny because uh, I don't know if any of you saw the other Netflix show Hyperdrive, which was like American Ninja Warrior for uh, drag racers. No, no um, I've seen it, but I haven't seen it. But uh, he is one of the hosts on that show as well. So he has kind of become like Netflix's go-to host guy. Nice. In 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 some sort of way, and obviously they pressed him on a uh, he on hyperdrive, so they brought him for him for floors level, which is completely different in tone and everything. Right. Uh, but he, I've only seen two episodes, but he does a really good job. It and some some of the circles I I look into said he's I don't know if you've ever so wipeout obviously started in America, but it has a bunch of international version. Right. And one of the most popular is Total Wipeout UK. Right. Um, and which you can stream that on Tubi, Amazon Prime, Hulu, and uh, they only have, unlike the 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 U.S. version and most of the other versions around the world, they only have one host, and that's Richard Hammond, who was on Top Gear um, in okay. the U.K. and now is on uh, the Grand Tour on Amazon. 
Right. And so he kind of plays the hybrid of joking and being the straight lace commentator. And he and he kind of does the I wouldn't say the same thing Rutledge does. If anything, Rutledge does the same thing as Hammond does. But uh, yeah, and, and Rutledge also was on the American with the first American Top Gear. So kind of weird beshertness. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's where I recognize him from. Okay. Very cool. So yeah, he's smart. I again, mean, you shouldn't have brought really... me on this podcast. No, no, this is what no, this is this is your this is your forte right here. <laughs> I know, uh, I know. So so out of those, Kenny, what would you if you were to throw something into the poll, what would you throw into the poll? I I love the ultimate tag, but it is very a lot of it's over kind of <laughs> quick where right. the four is lava. You get the suspense of will those three people make it? So uh, floor is lava is what I'll put out there. It's, it's the better. Okay, fair enough. Dustin, what about you? Um, I've been really. I'm I'm with Kenny on the floor is lava. It's a lot of fun. Um, and the reactions that they have when they actually do fall, it's <laughs> yeah. just, it's it's very entertaining because they just overreact and. I feel like they have to though, like before they right. walk in, they're prompted. Like, to... Like, yeah, Rutledge like just tells them, just like, okay, when you fall, like, make sure you just make it absolutely ridiculously dramatic, and it's yeah, it's some, pretty fantastic. Some casting producer probably comes over and says, yeah, and coaches them, yeah, yep. Um, but I've I've been enjoying that. But what I've been really really enjoying is Titan Games. Um, yeah. Titan Games is just super intense. Uh, he just picks random humans um that he thinks is worthy and it just they fight for the fittest and it's pretty fantastic two right random on. humans <laughs> you human you're a human <laughs> would you like to be on the show <laughs> that's what i refer to people as <laughs> okay they're, they're, they're humans yeah. that, that they are <laughs> that'd be pretty cool he's got random martians on there <laughs> <laughs> oh shit. okay so i gotta pick one i you know i first of all i've gotta say have you guys noticed holy moly's bringing in a lot of ringers this season like yeah. oh she's a real estate agent who was also on the lpga tour for 20 years you know i mean they're right. they're, they're bringing in a whole lot of oh she's a instagram influencer who's also a collegiate you know world medalist in the college golf world nationals or yeah it seems like they're uh, like they're not just bringing in the average schmucks off the street like they did in uh, season one now they're like oh well let's get some people that can actually play golf and make them do some ridiculous shit that has nothing to do with playing golf whatsoever well, the best yeah. part of that is like they'll talk, they'll sit there and like bring on the average person, and they're kind of talking a little trash, kind of confident, and then they you know let you know that the other person, like you said, has been playing for twenty years, <laughs> yeah. helping the other, and like you see the look on their face, like oh shit, okay, well, all right, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like yeah. What makes know. that show other than the contestants is Rob and Joe. They have so oh man, oh no, they they make the show. Period. The contestants I can even yeah. do without. I don't care if yeah. you get somebody out of the crowd. I really don't. I'm not invested in your contestants at all. Just give me. Yeah, uh, no, these Rob guys. and Joe are freaking amazing. Yes, and I, I love I love Joe. I've known I haven't known Joe, but. I've known of Joe. <laughs> no, no, yeah. we're, we're pretty tight. <laughs> not, not Joe. I've met Rob a few times because he's he's a Kansas City guy. Yeah. Uh, but uh, Joe, I first saw him on 
uh, ESPN when they did like the first New Year No Limits where they would have some stunt guy like do a stunt to ring in the New Year. Right, like the Red Bull always... racing team is going to jump yeah, the yeah, Eiffel the Tower and shit. Yeah, 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 all that. So the first time they did that, he was the like the 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 host or the anchor for that. And I looked at him and I was like, he looks a bit like Nicolas Cage because he had a little bit more his mane, his hair was a little bit more Nicolas Cage then. He doesn't look anything like him now. But... No, no, I don't see Nicolas Cage at all now. <laughs> no. Um, like passing. Right. <laughs> so let's see. We've got five. Now we're going to whittle this thing down from five to the four that we're going to put into the, uh, the pop quiz. So out of these five, which one has to go and why wipe out Ninja warrior American gladiators floor is lava or Titan games. Which one do you eliminate from those five? Oh, we can keep it uh, modern and just go ahead and get rid of gladiators. Yeah. Gladiators. That's what I was thinking too. That's gladiators that's three so that's the majority so here's what we're going to do then we got the pop quiz it's up right now you can vote on social media go to twitter or facebook search for and follow us at pgtc podcast that stands for pop goes the culture podcast the pop quiz is pinned right to the top of those pages you cannot miss them the question is which is your favorite of these activities game show competitions Wipeout. Ninja Warrior, Flores Lava, or Titan Games. We will bring you the results of the pop quiz on next week's brand new episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast. Coming up this week, not a whole lot, because it's pretty slow right now in pop culture and entertainment. Uh, coming up this week, Into the Unknown, making of Frozen 2 is on Disney Plus starting today, Friday. Scoob, oh. which just released uh, on video on demand and never went to theaters, that is hitting HBO Max today, Friday. And Friday, all day long, we are streaming some uh, some horror content on the Pop Goes the Culture cast channel. We're calling it Friday Fright Day. You can check that out on the Pop Goes the Culture cast channel. On Saturday, Dark Season 3 hits Netflix. Saturday morning, we're going to be throwing up some of our old favorite classic cartoons on the Pop Goes the Culture cast channel. And then at 8 Eastern, 7 Central, we will be casting Dr. Sleep. If you've not seen it, uh, it's your chance to check it out with us. We'll discuss it as we're going. We'll talk about it. We can text back and forth. Um, has anybody seen that? uh, That's at 7 o'clock Central. Have you seen it yet, Curtis? I haven't. I might have and to. You're a pop shining, in on that. you're a shining guy, right? You're a shining fan. Oh yeah, I love that movie. It this movie so. uh, plays more like a sequel to The Shining than I thought it was going to. I thought it was going to be more, you know, because there's a there's a difference between The Shining the book and The Shining the movie, and yeah. and this is the this is the book that was a sequel to The Shining the book. And so the adaptation of the book, Dr. Sleep, I thought was going to skew more closely to the book. It actually does a really, really amazingly good job of bridging the all of this stuff, the, the shining the book, the shining the movie, 
Dr. Sleep, the book, Dr. Sleep, the movie is like somehow like the perfect melting pot of all these things that shouldn't work together because they kind of work against each other individually. Um, but right. Dr. S- Dr. Sleep was surprisingly well done. So yeah, if you get a chance to join us for that, uh, you'll certainly want to check that out. That's Saturday night. You said? Saturday night at eight oh, Eastern right. seven central. Yeah. Be sure to join so us for cool. that. On Monday, check out the latest episode of Roll for Advantage at popgoestheculture.com. Dakota and his crew are still putting out their D&D campaign YouTube series. The latest episode of that will go up on Monday, so be sure to check that out. On Tuesday, we're in that dry period where there's not a lot of DVD and Blu-rays coming out. Uh, the noteworthy release on Tuesday is Evil Season 1. That was the CBS series starting, uh, starring Mike Coulter from Luke Cage, um, uh, Michael Emerson from Lost and Person of Interest. Uh, better than it had a right to be early on. But then once you got past like October and you're kind of out of the Halloween spirit, it kind of, to me, the show fell off my radar after that. Um, but it's worth checking out if you're looking for something to pick up on Blu-ray and DVD. Tuesday is DC Comics release day because, you know, DC Comics does their own thing now. Uh, Dustin, right. anything noteworthy that you're looking at for next week, either Tuesday from DC or Wednesday from everybody else? Uh, there is actually nothing. <laughs> basically, <coming laughs> That's out. Good, I'm glad you said that because that's kind of what I was looking at when I was looking at the list. Like, well, shit. <laughs> No, yeah, it's basically just uh, collections, like trades. A lot of trades. But um, yeah. And then a lot of indie um, individual comic books, but nothing from DC or Marvel. Yeah, it's Marvel's been kind of slow to restart anyhow, it seems like. Yeah. There's, uh, there's some new stuff from, like, Virus and uh, Spicy Pulp that's coming out. I don't know if anyone's heard of that, but... Yeah, more indie type stuff, yeah. Yeah. On Wednesday, Unsolved Mysteries reboots on Netflix. Too bad Brad wasn't here because he... uh, He's got some stories about Unsolved Mysteries, does he? Yeah, um, he works at the newspaper in Monette, and I guess there's a story that Unsolved Mysteries covered in Monette, and they actually went and interviewed some of his co-workers and whatnot. Wow. Yeah, interesting. Pretty cool. Next Thursday night, we will be casting as we're recording live the next week's Pop Goes the Culture podcast episode. You can join us here next Thursday night on the Pop Goes the Culture cast channel for that, or check it out in your podcast player next Friday. Next Friday, July the 3rd, there's actually a few things that are coming out, uh, so we'll talk about those next week, and then, of course, next weekend is the 4th of July holiday weekend, so a lot to cover on next week's episode, I'm sure. If you've enjoyed this episode or any episode of the Pop Goes the Culture podcast, please take a moment, leave a review in your preferred podcast player. It doesn't cost you a thing. really is one of the best ways that you can show your support for our show or for any show or any kind of uh, entertainment that you enjoy. Just leave a review. Let the creators know what you thought of it. That's, I think, about going to wrap us up. Anybody got anything else before we get out of here? No, I'm going to take that as a no. I'll take that as a no. I don't think so. Tara's been awfully quiet over there on cast. She's got a couple of things coming out this weekend on popgoestheculture.com. You'll want to check those out. Some uh, Game of Thrones themed crafts and recipes for this week. So be sure to check out popgoestheculture.com. Yeah, this one's, uh, I I took a look at it and yeah, she's got some fun stuff for this week as well. Uh, She's got, she's got a fun craft that just about anybody can do and, uh, and a summertime 
uh, a summertime recipe that, uh, not to spoil it, but uh, winter is coming, even though it's just now summer. <laughs> That's going to wrap it up. Then. Yeah, there you go. That's going to wrap it up for today's episode. And thanks for everyone being on the show. Thanks for everybody listening to us. Everybody joining us on cast. We appreciate it for all of my co-hosts, including Curtis, Dustin, Kenny, and Brandon. My name is Joey Mills with the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you back here next week on the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast. Until then, be safe, be healthy, be careful. We'll talk to you later. See ya. Peace. Peace. Bye-bye. This show has been brought to you by the Pop Goes the Culture Podcast Network. Find links to all of our podcasts and more at popgoestheculture.com.